You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Justin Davis. Scoop. Mark Medina is here. I'm back. And we have a very special guest. CJ Gibson is joining us. We're What's podcasting. Up? No, major, no major custom intro, but uh, yes. Yeah. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I like being surprised. Yeah. We'll save that for a holiday event. It's We're a holiday event. We're podcasting like it's 2018 over here. CJ, <laughs> uh, it's great to see you, as always. Thank Thanks, you for joining man. us. Yeah, appreciate the invite. We have a great show for you this week. Lots of exciting games announced this week. A new Tomb Raider, a new Monkey Island, remakes of Max Payne 1 and 2. But first, we being in April now, uh, one quarter of the year down, it is time once again for Game of the Year Watch to begin 2022 edition. Yeah, roll add the, uh, the, the big in- explosions and the fanfare in the, in the post. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, never too early to, to start looking at what, what games we might be talking about at talking about come uh, Game of the Year voting time at the end mm-hmm. of the year. And as of this, as of as of now, only one game has received a 10 out of 10 so far this year. And that game is Elden Ring. A game mm. we've talked about a lot recently. A game that I did a big 180 on. CJ, are you aware that I did a 180 on this? <laughs> oh, Damon, your take on Elden Ring. I've never laughed so hard a couple weeks. And like, no, <laughs> it's the same old. Like Basically, I, I could not stop laughing at the multiple versions of, of your journey with Elden Ring. <laughs> uh, and now, yes, I did watch last week as well. So what changed? Uh, well, Why I think, did you I'm, give it the second chance? Well, I, I think I, I was trying to explain last week. It's just when... 
it had been a while since I played it, but I kept thinking about it. It was just sort of like rattling around the back of my mind. So I figured I'd give it another chance. And then I just ended up having some success on some bosses and that felt good. So I just kept going. And yeah. just before I knew it, I was dozen more hours into it and still having fun. So I'm still playing it but now. There were some major grievances, like no yeah. pausing and everything. Well, that's still, like was... that's still absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you can't pause. Yeah. I, I, I love listening to it. It, it was good. And, and I, I did find like a lot of people sort of echoing that sentiment uh, when I was searching around for uh, reviews and feedback. Mm-hmm. So I did a, uh, I did a full 360 on that game and just walked right back out the door. That I came <laughs> in. You were Grandpa I, just, and, <laughs> I just went, I went back into the crypt where you start the game and just lowered the, lowered like the door that you open up. <laughs> I just no, you. stay here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm good. You, you chose your own adventure. Your own yeah. adventure was to not even enter Limgrave. All right. They did say yeah. you could do anything you want in that game. Yep. Was this uh, was this over or above your threshold, Justin? Did you think you would last that long, or did you're like, no, this is uh, this is not it. It's not a Damy game. I'm out. I mean, you know, I may, I may I may also revisit Elden Ring at some point, but you know, like I bounced off it, and um, at this moment in time, am not interested in returning. <laughs> right. Gotcha. That's so funny, Mark. It's been a while since we've had you on the show. How yeah. do you feel about Elden Ring? Oh, I love it. I love it so You're much. I've, I've I've played it a ton. Uh, I'm surprised to hear that you didn't like. What was it about it that you didn't like it? I have to admit, I don't watch every episode of Game Scoop, so I don't know why. <laughs> okay. I've seen your tweets saying that you kind of like came around on it. Well, so I don't really like any of the FromSoft games. I, I've like okay. I've dabbled in them, and none of them really clicked yeah. for me. So that, that was the reason why. You know, for everything, there's a lot about it that's like not very friendly to the player. Right. I think yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say. Even if you love it, I think you can admit that, you know, uh we we compared a lot to Horizon Forbidden West just because they are both right. you know open world games that came right. out around the same time. And Horizon Forbidden West is very uh, you know, very much the the modern open world uh formula where the game gives you yeah, a lot of a lot of guidance on what to do next, what you can do. You know, Aloy, yeah. Aloy will even give you the answers of puzzles if you <laughs> take. Sure will. <laughs> Whereas Elden Ring is like, nope. He just throws yeah. you in there, and it's like you figure it out. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, so I. So it's interesting. I kind of like those games a little bit more when they're on rails. Like I don't, I don't mind that when it's a bit more like an uncharted experience. But Elden Ring is not an uncharted experience. Very much, you know, open world mm-hmm. and and go as you please. And so. Yeah, for, for me, real quick, and I'll let you get back to it, Mark. Uh, so retain your thought. Uh, but I'm in the same boat as you. I've never found that those games feel good. And when the games don't feel good to play, I mean, like, it feels like your character's kind of floating over the environment. <laughs> Not for me. Um, this game actually does feel pretty good, uh, where in previous uh, Souls games, I agree with you, that was my barrier to entry as well. I just did not feel like I was connected to the world. Um, so I only played, uh, you know, again, I got to give a shout out to a friend of the show and IGN, Craig Baradon. I was visiting uh, San Francisco a bit and I was playing the game for like about a half hour to an hour and I was watching him play the game and it was just crazy how all of a sudden there'd be like monsters coming out of nowhere and he's like, dude, I don't have the right health to deal with this. Or, oh, geez, I'm dead. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty funny, but you just got to get used to that's how the game is and accept it and, and appreciate for what it is or or dislike it <laughs> like Justin yeah. and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're out at that point. Yeah, I, do I, think it, I, it, I weirdly find it like easier than the other Souls games just because it's like this game does have a lot of things about it that make it a bit easier where in 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 Dark Souls, if you if you have a lot of souls and you want to level up, you have to find a bonfire in this game. Bonfires are 
everywhere. You can teleport to them. I I yeah. I I like Dark Souls, but I I love Elven Ring. I mm-hmm. the game really really nice. clicked for me. Have you finished it yet, Mark? Uh, I'm like right at the end. You know, it's it's not one of those games you finish. Nobody's beat this game ever. Nope. You just play it a bunch <laughs> and then you eventually just stop. I, I think and some so, people have beat it in like less than 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of the, I looked up a walkthrough because I'm not shy about using a guide for this game. I do not care. And so yeah. I looked up a walkthrough and I was like, oh, apparently I'm I'm pretty close. But I, I've heard that the last bosses are like insanely hard. But I'm like level 140 something. I don't know. I'll beat it one wow. day, but I'm just, yeah. I just enjoying running around playing the game. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like, it's a big question mark for me. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really deep into it and I love it, but man, will I ever beat it? I don't know. Cause I've, I've watched a few of those speed runs. I've seen what those late game bosses are like. <laughs> I'm like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to imagine a world where I'm going to be sweating, just thinking like, about it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, and so, so I, I like I like challenging games, right? It's not like that. I, I jokingly because I know Mitch was the one I think um, who was talking about it very early on and played previews, if not did the review. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, so uh, yeah, Ninja Gaiden, love it. Um, Sekiro lo- like that as well too. Never beat it, but got really far into it. Probably like the eighty percent. I just got to like spend the, probably the last like few hours the way that I am. But uh, that game again, I felt like had a lot of mobility to it that I appreciated, and so that was like less of a barrier to entry. But um, yeah, the amount of hours period <laughs> is just pretty staggering it sounds like yeah mm-hmm. well you mean you mean that are available in eldering well yeah i mean like beating the game is one thing but are you talking about like there's people that are completionists like getting to the end of the story but then doing everything they're to- well, yeah. two, two totally different things so yeah and there's like multiple endings too is that right mark there is yeah and mm-hmm. and apparently there's like they're finding some that are like cut that you're mm-hmm. able to unlock in certain ways i don't know if this mm-hmm. is a game that like you don't have to you don't have to do everything to get the platinum and so i know people are getting the platinum but like i don't know if it's a game that anybody's ever going to do everything like i'm sure there are some but like mm. that just sounds like that sounds like too much elden ring to me mm. yeah <laughs> somebody it, in the comments will tell you uh in a few months sure. that somebody in the comments is going to tell damon <laughs> that pausing the game is easy mode and blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so Elden Ring is the only game that's gotten a 10 uh, so far this year, but several games have gotten a 9, and one of them, of course, is Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, and I, mm. So I like both these games, but I finished Horizon Forbidden West. It'll be interesting to see how my journey concludes with, with Elden Ring. Mark, I think you also like Horizon, right? I did. I liked it a lot. How do you feel like, but like <laughs> which of those games would you say is currently your front runner for Game of the Year, or is it something else? No, I honestly thought it would be Horizon. I loved Horizon. I think it's I think it's gorgeous. I think it plays incredibly. Uh, and I was like, this is definitely like my game of the year until I played Elden Ring. I, I hate Aww. to like jump on that camp with everybody else, but I'm like, yeah. sorry, guys. Elden Ring is really, really good. <laughs> so right now it's right now it's Elden Ring. Um, I'm I this is completely blasphemous, I'm sure to most people, but I'm I would almost put Tiny Tina above Horizon because I'm really loving Tiny Tina as well. Interesting. Um, I wasn't I wasn't going to mention that just because it got an eight, but you know I'm glad you brought it up. Did you yeah, see no, the I uh, like it a lot? The Horizon patch that came out. Yeah. So, so she doesn't stop to pick up things. Yeah, that's <laughs> <It's> awesome. <incredible. laughs> yeah, it is awesome. We don't need that animation. You don't need yeah. that in your games anymore. It's not doing anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's just it's just funny that like you know the game's been in development for years. They shipped it with an animation, and then you know a month after release, like look, I guess nobody wanted yeah. to stop. And <laughs> you do have to pick up a lot of things in that game. Gotcha. Was that like a grievance? Was it like oh, a yeah. response to? Okay, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I didn't. I, didn't fall in. I, I feel bad for them that just in general, like that story. Like I'm part of the case study too. Oh yeah, Elden Ring and then Zelda. Sorry, Horizon. Like I, I know the first yeah. one was obviously really good as well, and just never got around to playing it much. Today, I don't want any spoilers, but if you can answer this in a non-spoiler way, does it seem like are they setting the stage for like a Horizon Three? Is that something 100%. that like hundred percent? Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think they've even said that they've always meant this to be a trilogy, but even if they haven't said that, it's going to be. So in so in three in three or four years, when Horizon Three comes out, we're gonna get some incredible game, you know, game changing video game from some other studio. Oh, I can't wait for the next game that that launches next to Horizon. That game's gonna be awesome. <laughs> or Horizon. Uh, wait, it's her fault. I really like Horizon. I really like, yeah. like I said, I've said it many times on the show. I loved it. I beat that game, but I, I kind of, I, I, not even kind of. I understand now why people say that, like, you know, Horizon in comparison to Elden Ring, Horizon feels safe and uh, very mm-hmm. similar to uh, you know many other open world games that we've played in recent years. Whereas Elden Ring feels like daring and mm-hmm. bold, and it takes risks and it asks a lot of the player. So I can kind of see, I kind of see why people would be leaning more towards Elden Ring. CJ, have you played Horizon Forbidden West? <clears throat> no, uh, that's what I was saying. It, uh, there's always been, I, I'm a part of that camp where I think last time it was Breath of the Wild and then yeah. now, um, yeah, it's just Elden Ring and, and, and other games. And so, yeah, from a game that you hear so much good things about, it's it's very mm-hmm. unfortunate. I think you, the other comparison you could make is when, um, you know, Titanfall 2, which I think one of my favorite campaigns of all time, sandwiched between Battlefield and Call of Duty, uh, way back oh, yeah. when in 2016 and it's just the game was amazing it didn't have legs and it just didn't get the traffic that it would have normally gotten if these were I mean, it's two titans of the industry didn't release around it so mm-hmm. no still it's 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 on the backlog at which point you know i haven't played the first one a whole lot so <laughs> it's probably gonna be on the backlog yeah, for a while that's quite a that's quite a backlog <laughs> yeah yeah wait what, what are you playing right now cj uh so actually tunic uh there you go. I jumped I into to tunic the last like yeah two or three hours and uh, you know, again, don't want to spoil it or go into a conversation if, if uh, we're still talking about Horizon. But Tunic is, you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, Zelda and Link to the Past and those kind of games. And it, it's, it's definitely scratching this itch of just exploratory and, you know, cool combat art style in the work. So, yeah, Tunic's really cool. Yeah, Tunic is great. Also got a nine from IGN. Uh, right. And also, I would think, I think it's fair to say it's a pretty difficult game in its own right. And just in terms of it also doesn't really explain a lot to the player. and. <laughs> You're sort of left yeah. to explore and discover things on your own and mm-hmm. put pieces together. And it has its own language that, that you can't ever, ever read. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But in a way that makes you feel smart and you appreciate those little nuances yeah. when you see them. Um, you know, look at the reveal moments like, oh, I see this. I see the sword up there. I see this object. Uh, how do I get it? And then you just, yeah, it's just like a, you know, the reveal is coming, but you're just waiting for the aha moment. So mm-hmm. I love that there's a bunch of these sort of organic aha moments in Tunic and and well-placed that keeps you kind of playing, right? Like when we talk about Elden Ring, I'm sure you get to spot and you're like, I'm out. Uh, I don't feel like that with Tunic whatsoever. I keep going, oh, there's a play for another five minutes. I'll play for another 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, geez, it's three hours later. What am I doing? Uh, well, you're <laughs> playing Tunic. <laughs> I'm playing Tunic. No. It's awesome. Have you played Tunic, Mark? 
Yeah, Tunic is tough because it's one of those games where I I stopped playing one night and then woke up the next day and I was like, oh, I don't know where I'm at. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. A lot of the a lot of those early yeah. environments kind of look the same. But it's funny you bring up the language. Uh, I talked to the devs. We did a, a devs direct to speed runs for for Tunic, and they said the whole idea going into it was supposed to be that Tunic, you know, the fox is he doesn't belong in this world, and that was kind mm. of their whole thing with the language is like. You don't understand the language. I also love this. Like you're piecing together the instruction booklet. Like it's so just like an original Zelda. Like it's, it's just Zelda for NES. Right. And it's like, I love that. It's like games don't ship with booklets and this game doesn't even have a physical version. (laughs) So you have to get the booklet yourself by building it. I love it so much. Yeah. What's so cool. The music's really good. What's yes. so cool about that, uh, in, you know, those of us who have been gaming since the 80s will remember that like, oftentimes with those early NES games, if you didn't have the instruction manual, the game was a complete mystery. Yep. So like, yeah. I, I like that they're kind of like, you know, um, riffing on that idea with Tunic, right? You, you start out, you don't have the instruction manual, but you'll piece it together along the way. That's mm-hmm. such a yeah. cool idea. Uh, even the combat, just like uh, allocating the weapon to whichever button you want, like that freedom, like it seems very minor, but the way you play a game and how it feels in your hand and the, the, the associations you have with, oh, this should be attacked, this should be this. I love that. And that was, again, like a, a link to the past thing and very, very Zelda-esque in general for a bunch of them. But uh, yeah, I, I think that just just small little things, obviously, borrowed inspiration, but mm. the grand world overall. Yes, very, uh, very Zelda influenced. And Justin, you were working your way through Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, I was. I haven't. I don't think I've played it in the last week. Like, I'm not considering it like backburn or anything like that. But I've just been um, playing some other stuff instead. Got it. I played. Um, I played Lego Indiana Jones too. <laughs> <laughs> is it a game of the year contender? <laughs> <laughs> No, there's a, new, there's a new Lego game out you could play, dude. The yeah. temptation, the temptation to jump into Skywalker Saga because it looks so cool is like so strong. But I can't. I have I have 21 other Lego games I got to get through first. <laughs> oh my god, is that for real? You're playing all of the Lego games? Before? Yeah. What yeah. is this like a personal mission? Like what? Yeah. What is yeah. the? Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't really have too much more to add. Um, no, um, <laughs> where, how did this come about? Why are you um, doing this? I mean, you know, like every, I've dabbled, you know, like, it, it, like, okay. So here's the journey that I went on is yes. now that my daughter is a little bit older. We're playing through a couple of there them ourselves co-op. And then I was like, these games are really fun, but I don't like, so I like video games and I like my daughter. I do not like playing. I don't like playing video games with her. I find it. Yeah. I find it. I, I, stressful it stresses me out and it's not fun and then she just you know like she can't figure out where to go or what to do and then it's just like you know it's like chaperoning like a school dance like i'm not having a good time um but like playing games with amanda um edit that but it like reminded me like i have a real affinity for those lego games and like them and so that's what started it and then i was like because i dip in and out of them right and then i was like yeah there are like 10 games i'm like i didn't even know they made this game like i didn't know that this existed i'd never seen it like you know i was just i dipped out of lego games and so that's what started me on this journey and then they're really cheap they're really like you can usually find them for like four four bucks so Mm -hmm. i just decided to play there's depending on how you count there's like 26 27 of them and i decided to play them all <laughs> well, it'll, so, be, it'll be interesting also, to see how, 
how far you get because I think they're all of like a pretty similarly high quality, but also similar gameplay. Right. No, that's what that's what people are not understanding. Like you're gonna hate it. You're gonna be so. And I'm like, you all don't understand. I will just quit. I'll just quit and stop. Like it's not like there's there's no cops. There's no consequence at all if I just say no. Nah, screw it. I'm, I'm not doing this after all. Oh, okay, because I, I was wondering because when you mentioned the, the child association, those are my early connections to the Lego games, like Lego Indiana yeah. Jones, Lego Batman. Yeah. I think a few of them were released around the time when Halo 3 was out. There was like mm-hmm. the, there's a bunch of them between like 20, uh, 2007 to 2009. Yeah. That's when I started having my first little ones too, Justin. And he's yeah. a little older now. Now he's crushing me at video <laughs> games and I'm asking him to help me. But before it was like, oh yeah, you just go and do this and they fall off the ledge. You, you go and do this and then they fall off the ledge. Yep. And then, and then yes, then the tears come and then you're just like, oh gosh, help me. And yep. then there's no solution out of this except yep. for daddy's going to buy you another game. Yep. <laughs> and then you just move on. I kind of, I mean, else. my older one is oldest now that it's starting to become a little more fun. But for like years, I kind of hated playing games with them, actually. Like, let's yeah. go do something else instead. Let's go color, you know, do a different activity. Um, I will say the last thing I'll say about this is that I'm playing Lego Harry Potter now. And that's the first that's the first Lego game that I like that I'm not having like the other ones I forced myself to play for this challenge. And this is the first one where I'm like, no, this game's just great. Like this game rules. Um, it's like it's like a legitimate nine out of ten. Um, and the other ones, the other ones, I wouldn't have chosen to spend this time doing it if there wasn't if it wasn't in service of a grander mission. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, I am also interested in Skywalker Saga. My son Kingo is not old enough to play games yet, but there's a few games he likes watching me play. He likes watching me play the car game, which is Forza. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He likes ah, watching okay. me play the robot game, which is uh, Astro's Playroom. Maybe oh, yeah. Star Wars, but he hasn't really shown any interest in Star Wars yet. I actually tried <clears throat> to show him some clips of A New Hope, and he, he was just kind of bored. What he's we really also, into right now is Superman. Ooh, loves Superman, and we've been watching scenes uh, from the original Superman, nineteen seventy-eight, which has been yeah. fun because there's a the, the climax of that movie. Has anyone watched that movie recently? Not in a while, but I watched Probably a never. clip of it online, so I know what you're talking about. You watch what now? I watch a clip of it online because yeah, I've, I've watched often like a bunch of clips on old school movies. You go, is this how I remember it? And it's definitely not yeah, how you remember I, it. It's not how I remember it either, <laughs> but it's perfect for his age because the climax is a long action sequence where Superman is just saving people from an earthquake, uh, mm. you know, and, and like a, a train that's going to wreck and there's no fighting. But it's just good for him. So it's like, but it, that movie is so crazy. In, it's the first Superman movie, I think, ever, because yeah. there used to be like a TV series and then it was a cartoon in the 40s. I think it was like so with the first introduction of Superman into cinema. Lois Lane dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dark. In a really Jesus. dark and horrifying way. It's like <laughs> I, I skip over that part because it's too scary for a kid. <laughs> so Superman. Yeah. Uh, Mark, are you ready? For, <laughs> you know what happens? <laughs> I'd prefer you not spoil it for me, but let's go. No, I'm joking. No. Go ahead. <laughs> Statue well, limitations. I just, know yeah, you haven't, I just know there are a lot of movies you haven't seen. And I've not is, seen this one, so go for it. After Lois Lane dies, Superman flies around the Earth really fast in the opposite Backwards. direction that it spins, stops the Earth from spinning, gets yeah. to spin the opposite direction. And somehow that reverses time in of just some very, some very specific areas of the earth. Basically just the area where Lois Lane dies. I, apparently not the rest of the earth. 
So, so I'm not I'm not a I'm not a physicist. <laughs> I don't think this, but... it doesn't. If you were to, if Superman were to actually do this, he would just kill every. All the oceans would be boiling. Yeah. If the Earth stopped spinning, yes, everything would fly. They're like, hey, time didn't change, but you know, Earth doesn't exist anymore. So great God. job. So I after mean, also. Let's appreciate also the visual fidelity of like game engines. Now we can maybe talk about Unreal later. Like the the graphics of that or whatever you want to call it, the VFX. It, I don't know. It's just in Superman. It's pretty yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's, it's laughable. It's like it comical now. now. You look at how far they've come. Oh yeah. yeah. But my son loves it. Anyway, back to uh, game of the year. Watch. There's a few other games <laughs> we've gotten a nine uh, this year. Those include Gran Turismo Seven, Total War, Warhammer Three. Uh, Sifu and Ollie Ollie World. Oh, I forgot Ollie Ollie nice. World came out. I've never played oh, any man. of the Ollie Ollie games, but I, I know they're supposed to be good. Yeah. I, I completely, like, I've had that game on my, like, I think it's on my Switch wish list or somewhere, like, you know, forever. Oh, man, I'm totally going to buy that and download it. I, I completely missed it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, th- those games are great. You'd love them. And then Sifu, I definitely want to play. That seems like it'd be my alley. That might be a CJ game, too. Uh, yeah, visually the combat, um, the, the cool art style. Yeah, it's got like a it's got like a really cool vibe to it. I tried playing it. It's really hard. I, That's what I hear. It's yeah, hard. I, yeah, it's very hard. I can't remember. I feel like it was maybe a fever dream where they said that they were going to make an easier mode, and so then I I stopped playing. I was like, I'm just going to wait because I I heard okay, they were going to yeah. patch in an easier mode. <laughs> it's very hard. It's very hard. So which which seems to happen Returnal and a bunch of other companies they 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 launch difficult and then they they patch in the easy mode uh, a little bit later on down the line. We'll get our pause button in Elden Ring eventually. <laughs> Do it. Do you know how the like the health system and like the healing system works in that game? It's really clever. I know you like age 10 years, right? Yeah, like every time that you need to be like you die and you need to be like revived, your character gets older until, you know, he's an old man. And so you then you might not like you you might only make it halfway through the game and then you're like too old to keep going. And so it's like it's not a roguelike at all. You just have to start over. But it has that vibe of like now you can make it through this section of the game without, you know, without aging yourself up now that you're a little bit more clever. It's so good. Oh, that's very cool. And you're like character, like your stats and characteristics as a character change, too. Like as you get older, it's, it's really clever. Then all of a sudden, these kids appear, and then you're just like, "Whoa! Why am I gonna?" That doesn't, <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. 
Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, Gran Turismo 7, I feel like lost a lot of goodwill post-launch, uh, with some issues going offline for a while and then mm-hmm. issues with, um, what it, with in-game purchases and then Total War Warhammer 3, I feel it's just kind of like a, a niche series that is you know, definitely as popular as its fans. I don't, I don't, I don't hear people within IGN talk about that series very often. Well, and now, if I'm, I, I don't think I'm incorrect in this. That game's actually two years old. It's just got a console really? release this year. Oh, okay. Well, like that's go. what's making it new. Okay. Warhammer three. Well, Warhammer three. I mean, I haven't played a total war game since gosh, I don't know. Shogun or like a long, long time. Warhammer <laughs> three might be new, but Warhammer two, you know, obviously it's, it's the third one. So, you know, they've been making that sort of spinoff sub series for a while now, which I think is really clever. Like, Normally, the Total War games are really focused on historical, like, you know, ancient Rome or whatever, like the Shogunate in Japan and like Mm. successfully translating it to a more fantastical fantasy theme. Mm. And then and then, you know, having that shoot off in its own direction, I think is really um, clever. And I'm glad to see them find success there. Mm -hmm. So tell me if you think this is a realistic scenario. If if we were talking, if we were going to have game of the year discussions today, I think there'd be. Uh, a large back and forth between Camp Elden Ring and Camp Horizon, and then maybe a, a smaller vocal uh, camp that would be arguing for Tunic. I think even. I, maybe. I don't know. No, I don't think you Horizon's think- in the game of the year hunt. No, oh, not <laughs> anymore. I, I feel like there's still some <clears throat> people within IGN that are like more Horizon than Camp Elden Ring, but and i'm not i'm not like bagging on the game at all like i think it's very much a justin game but i think um it, it's 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 it takes something really familiar and then polishes it to the nth degree um right but it, it's a very sort of like familiar feeling experience that i don't know how much that helps it when we're talking about game of the year mm. yeah i mean i loved horizon zero dawn and i i feel like I feel like it's it's the perfect case of it took everything that game did and made it better, made it bigger. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't I don't see things like it being easy, I guess, like and it being like this kind of like Ubisoft formulaic kind of open world game. I don't I don't really knock it for stuff like that. I, mm-hmm. I thought the game was delightful and I, the game has a lot of things that Elden Ring doesn't have, like the side quests and stories and stuff like that. Those are Robots. all like fully full. Yeah. Robot dinosaurs. They're all like fully voice acted. Like it's it's like Witcher three levels of like side quests, right? It's every side quest has cut scenes and, and multiple steps to them. And mm-hmm. I, I thought Horizon was very good. I I definitely think it fell prey to 
Horizon's great, but Elden Ring's better. So now Horizon's not great. Kind of deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's too bad. Yeah, it's too bad. You didn't well, talk about Kirby. Well, yeah, it just because it, yeah. it got, I think, it got an eight. Uh, and yeah. I, the only reason I have that arbitrary cutoff is just that, you know, Game of the Year ends up, tends to be a game that scored a nine or a ten. So. Yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> but I know you were enjoying Kirby a lot. Yes, still am. And it's actually the game. The the one problem with it is that it was just dead simple, which I don't think anybody gives a shit. Like nobody is here. (laughs) Like that's not why you're here in, you know, in dreamland or whatever (laughs) of the the apocalyptic land that he's in. But anyway, like the point is like the post game is actually really, it has this cool arena mode and boss rush, boss rush mode and some other stuff that I don't want to spoil where it's still not hard, but it's actually like, you know it, it'll make you slightly sweaty trying to get through some of that post-game stuff so like I, I think i think that makes it feel like a more well-rounded like i never disliked it like i was singing its praises last week but my opinion of it has actually even gone up since then where it does turn into more of a gamey game in the end too mm-hmm. so it's cool it's great it's really well done mm-hmm. and then looking at, uh, ahead i think the next quarter the next few months are going to be a little bit quieter I don't really see any big releases in the rest of April, May, yeah. or June. The, right the next big AAA game is, I, I think it might be Saints Row in August. August, mm. wow. <laughs> Which is insane to think yeah, about. I don't, you're right. I, don't I mean, you're like, right. I don't feel like it, at my time at IGN, seven years, you, you guys have been here longer. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a dry spell like this, which kind of makes sense. The pandemic <laughs> was always eventually going to catch up with. Yeah, you know, games they're, they're they're like normal release cadence, but like I don't I don't have, I don't think I've ever seen one like this where it's like I mean, yeah, this game is August. <laughs> there's no yeah. video games coming out, and that's after the last couple months being so stacked. Like you yeah. have to imagine, you know, I don't I don't remember if Elden Ring was ever delayed, but like Skywalker Saga was delayed. I think Horizon yep. was delayed. Like they're like, Elden okay, we'll put. Delayed we'll push it to the spring and like you have to imagine that some some of these studios are like oh man like we could have had another two months to work on our game and polish it up um because yeah. the the you know whatever like the companies aren't colluding with each other like the schedules just worked out how they worked out but man it was it's not very uh balanced right now is it Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of live service games, too. I mean, like, because if you think about even Fortnite and uh, some of those other games out there, there, there are pretty massive updates to those games that happen sort of quarterly. And then they'll do like a big, you know, annual update in some fashion. Um, so those those games are occupying a fair amount of people's time as well as development time, too, now. Right. So they, they're not new games, but they've absolutely are updating them on a very frequent basis. Um, I, I would say much more established cadence of updates now than maybe one would have expected them to have um, hit like a couple of years back. Yeah, yeah, there's there's Nintendo Switch Sports late this month, and then uh, but Mario Strikers is in June, I think, in early June. Yeah, maybe. even Mario Kart seems like it's a live service game now, right? Just yep. a bunch of DLC maps coming out. And- <laughs> I think the the like Wii Sports one comes out this. That's why I said late this month. Yeah, or oh, the right, right, Nintendo right, Switch yeah. Sports. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then you're right mark saints row is august 23rd that's kind of like the next big uh triple a game and that one that one's going to be interesting to see what happens with that that one has an uphill battle to get saints row fans <laughs> on board with it <laughs> Some very exciting games announced this week uh, along with unreal engine 5 being officially released they announced a new tomb raider from crystal dynamics 
and the works being built with Unreal Engine 5. And like, so like, that's good news. That's, that's it. That's all we know. There is a new Tomb Raider coming. We don't know anything Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, obviously there was, it was rebooted in 2013 and then there was Rise of the Tomb Raider. And then there's Shadow of the Tomb Raider in what, 2018? How, so how like, are they gonna, like so. yeah the the lore of that franchise like I, I i don't know i really like i've talked about this on scoop before how like there's gameplay reasons to make a sequel to a game like there's more that we can mine from this vein right like interesting mm-hmm. things that we can have laura do and explore but like but the gameplay reasons to continue a franchise continue long after like the narrative and story reasons to like continue mm-hmm. a, like to continue a franchise. Like actually I would put Halo in that same boat where like the lore and the storyline just gets so tortured. We're like, what are they going to have Lara doing now? Like what country mm-hmm. is she not visited? Like what ancient artifact has she not uncovered? Like, yeah. So I I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Like, I almost wish these games were just a series of like, just give me like 10 dope ass tombs. And like, I don't need, I don't need, like, there doesn't need to be like a plot. Yeah. At the, (laughs) at at the end of shadow of the tomb Raider, Lara basically becomes a God. Mm -hmm. And so I I don't want, yeah, it's like, you know, Lara, Lara Croft doesn't need to save the world. It's like, just like you were saying, like, let, let's just have her. There's an artifact in a tube somewhere on the other Mm -hmm. side of the planet. She just needs to go there. And there's some, uh, hostile animals that she has to fight and maybe some other goons that are trying to get to it before her. But like, that's it. That's all they've I need also, on Tomb Raider. They've rebooted it twice. So it's like, even if they do like yeah. a soft reboot, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't mean to sound down on the game. Like, I'm really glad that Crystal Dynamics yeah. is coming back for another one. But I just, it's just, I, I feel for them. Like, they're kind of written into a corner in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about it on Beyond. Our Beyond topic was not supposed to be Tomb Raider. And we ended up switching because we talked about <laughs> it so much. But it's like, I don't know if it's going to be a Luddington verse game. So then yeah, it the makes me wonder if, yeah, Camilla Luddington. And so it makes me think like, are, are they going to reboot it? But the gameplay mechanics that make that Tomb Raider trilogy are very good. So yep. yeah. how are they going to change that? Unless they go like back to heavily using the gunplay versus like, you know, bow and arrow kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I'd be interested to see where they go with it. It's very strange. <laughs> It was interesting to see say that, Justin, only from a standpoint, I mean, even even the Uncharted series, right? There's been four of them now. I would say you could sort of make the comparison to that that franchise. I, I want to see more Uncharted. Like if there was an Uncharted, you know, five and six, or whatever, it's like, what's Nate gonna be dangling from this time? You know, yeah. oh, there's, there's, there's an Uncharted five, Lost Legacy. Is, right? Well, oh right, there you go. So <laughs> four in a bit. Uh, but yeah, so I think that um, you know, and and being a fan of that franchise and, and Halo and obviously other games that have um you know, come out over the years. I think that I, I understand the challenge with what you're saying, but I think that the gameplay is what like is done polished enough. It's enjoyable enough to maybe support a new story, but you're right. Is it, you just don't care for the story or now you're like, well, like these franchises, yeah. Do we have to do a reboot again? Is basically I mean, yeah, I just, in some, like the story end, like sometimes the story is over and like it has right. concluded, <laughs> but there's still interesting. Story never ends, yeah, Justin. With no, the but, yeah, I know. <laughs> but that's, that's the tension, right? It's like, sometimes like the yeah. story has reached its natural arc and conclusion, but there's, <laughs> there's still interesting, fun things to do from a gameplay perspective. And that's where it's like, yeah. you know, sometimes again, like, you know, like, I don't know, like Zel- the Zeldas of the world find a way to like get around that. And then, you know, other games don't sometimes. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a reboot because Crystal Dynamics, they're still technically working on Avengers. The game's not technically dead yet. And then the <laughs> other part of the team is working with the initiative. 
who are mm. making Perfect Dark, which that game is having a little bit of mm. development woes. So like mm-hmm. they're very busy. And so I'd be interested to see if this new Tomb Raider game is is coming out anytime soon. Mm. Yeah, well, but yeah, probably not anytime soon. But it does give me I, I hope Crystal Dynamics gets its mojo back because those first two Tomb Raider games of the recent trilogy are excellent, I think. So good. Especially yeah. and Rise. Some pretty Rise close back so to good. back as well, right? Like they the development time in between them was not that long. And they it's uh, like yeah, two years, yeah. some amazing games if you think about what they were able to achieve in that time span. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you know, Marvel's Avengers was yeah, it was a disappointment. <laughs> and then, like you said, Mark, uh, there's reports of trouble behind the scenes with Perfect Dark. So, yeah, I don't know. I hope they can bring it back around again. What else was announced this week? Return to Monkey Island. Yeah. Yeah. Dustin's into it. <laughs> Everybody's into it. I'm just going to well, turn my I, camera off. I don't know anything yeah, not, about it. Not everyone is. <laughs> so yeah, not everyone I, has played I did them. a little bit of research. Yeah, I did, I did a little bit of research. I didn't play it either. And so I, I checked out some of the videos. I obviously, you know, paying attention to the, the online conversation. But uh, so did you play through the first, Justin, as well? And Yeah, and it really makes me want to revisit them. Like I have a lot of affinity and fondness for those games. But, you know, I haven't. It's been 10 years probably yeah, since I since I've played them. Um and so, yeah, like the interesting thing about this one is Ron Gilbert is making it, who made, is the, he created Monkey Island, made the first two games. Then he didn't make uh, three and four. And he explicitly said that the new game is going to be a sequel. It's going to be like Scream. It's going to be a sequel to Monkey Island 2. Mm-hmm. So like the sequel to the last game he made and, you know, three and four are not as beloved. They are kind of a step down. They're not horrible games. They're actually, a lot of people really like three a lot, but um. You know, the original team didn't make it and it doesn't quite rise to like the all time great status that like one and two are. So they're doing something pretty interesting narratively, too, of just sort of like, you know, make non canonizing um, the later sequels. Um, Ron Gilbert has a blog post from it's like 10 years old. It's from like 2013 or 2012, where he said he said, I'm never going to make another Monkey Island game. I'm not making one. If I did make another Monkey Island game, here's like what I would do and how I would make it. And then this week, he had to go back through and update that blog post and be like, look, I wrote this a decade ago. Like, you can take it as like a historical artifact for like what I was thinking. Cause like he said all this stuff, like I would only make it with pixel art. I would only make, and like, you know, I don't, I think a lot of his thinking has evolved and changed since then. And so. I just think that that's a fascinating, like I take him at his word. Like I'm not going to hold him to something he said a decade ago, like, you know, but, um, but it is interesting to see that that stuff was out there in the public record. Yeah. They released special editions of the first two monkey Island games back in the 360 PS3 generation. Mm -hmm. And they're on steam. And those are great great. ways, great ways to play those original games because they have updated modernized graphics, but you can, with the click of a button, you can switch back to the original visuals. It's very, very cool. Yeah, it was. There were great remakes. They, so it was the secret of Monkey Island. That was the franchise yep. one and two, and they never revealed what the secret was. Yeah, <laughs> and there's secret to this day. Yeah, no, that's true. Like that's completely true. And there are theories that I will not spoil for you here. Like people are pretty sure that they know what the secret was to be, but um, and it's really good. Like it's not lame. Um, but it was never that was never officially revealed in canon. So I'm curious to see if they address that in the in the upcoming remake or uh, sequel. Mark, have you ever played any point-and-click adventure game? Oh, any? Um, mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Would you consider the Telltale games point-and-click adventures? Mm-hmm. 
So, like, so? I played Back to the Future. I played Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say a ton. Not too many. What about Broken Age? Mm-mm. Okay. I know that was like a thing. Well, then, I I think that game yeah, came out when I worked at IGN. And I, I remember people like loved that game, but Broken I never Age? played it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, but you know, uh, do you know? Like, would you say you know much about the genre? Not really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being early, honest. <laughs> I'm just nine, you know, early to mid '90s uh, popular uh, PC genre. Although they would port them to uh, systems like the NES, which then they were more clumsy there. But that's where people like me could play them that didn't have a computer. And they're like adventure games where they're they're really well written and they're often very funny, as in the case with the Monkey Island games. And there's like puzzles, really obtuse puzzles. It's a lot of like actions that you know click on you know open click on the door to open it click on this object try to use it on this other object and that's how you like that's how you like fumble your way through the game basically but then the best ones are just super well written and funny and clever oh so that's why i totally uh, be excited that mansion game for any maniac yeah. mansion yeah yeah that, okay yes. yeah same i, I remember yeah, playing that like, when i was a kid you know yeah and, and, and Damien, I mean, maybe, maybe this is uh, we're going way back, but yeah, I'm not super familiar with franchises either, but I feel like 3DO and some of those like very early on, like um, Genesis 32X, there was that time era between there that seemed like there was a bunch of these, it almost seemed like tech demo like games that felt like that. And I don't know if I'm throwing something out that, that, you, that is not resonating with you, but are you talking, I, I talking feel about like, like, like Sewer Shark and Night Trap and like the, the full motion yeah, video stuff? I think so. Yeah. The FMV stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't think those would count as point and click games, but yeah. No, I mean, and that's, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I was looking at the genre just trying to like read up on what it is without having <laughs> those a, are like a ton of experience. Incredibly <laughs> interactive movies. Yeah. Cause like I remember yeah. like Night Trap, you're like clicking on cameras using, and stuff like that. And I think you're using uh, the yeah. word incredibly very generous. <laughs> well, <sure. laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would consider uh, them offshoots of point and click. So um, early, the early era. Yeah. The other, the other interesting thing I wanted to highlight about Monkey Island is that that was a LucasArts game, which means um, when Lucas was sold to Disney, Disney owns Monkey Island is what I'm getting at. Yeah. And so when Disney bought Lucas, you know, these LucasArts games kind of went, there is a presumption that like Disney doesn't, you know, they bought Star Wars for Star Wars, right? They didn't buy it for Monkey Island. So there is some speculation of like, maybe it'll make it impossible for a new Monkey Island to ever see the light of day, because why would a lawyer at Disney even bother, you know, like working out like, yeah, sure. You can make a Monkey Island game. But then the flip side was like Disney, you know, they bought Star Wars, they bought Lucas for Star Wars. So maybe it would make it easier for things like Monkey Island or this stuff that was sort of like in the vault or in the archives to come back because they don't, you know, they don't care. So, um, that was just, that was a point of discussion at the point that, uh, when Lucas was sold. And so I'm, I'm, um, I just think it's fascinating that it ended up, uh, coming to fruition. Yeah. And then Justin, did you play Thimbleweed Park? No, I never did. But a lot of what Ron Gilbert said, you, you know, here's what I would do if I would make Monkey Island 3. A lot of those gameplay tenants made their way into Thimbleweed Park. The pixel yeah. art, um, the, the style of gameplay that he wanted to do. Um, so that was, um, that was interesting. That, but I never did get around to playing it. Yeah, it's good. Played that one on Switch. Anyway, uh, Return to Monkey Island is a very nice surprise and it's coming this year. So that's cool. And then uh, finally this week, Remedy and Rockstar announced they're uh, teaming up to remake Max Payne 1 and 2 for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. 
That's like another thing I did not expect to hear this week, but also very cool. Yeah. I played the original Max Payne on PC, on my first PC, and then I played Max Payne 2 on my PS2, I think. Um, who, who, anyone else a fan of these games? Yeah, I am. Like so Bullet these. Time and stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah. yeah, I love those games a ton. I, I, it's interesting that they're, Re, they're remaking it right it's not like yeah. gta trilogy yeah, right like exactly they are yeah remaking these so that's why that's, i think it's cool it'll be interesting to see how that uh how they hold up today because i think i feel like mm. they're very much of the time mm-hmm. uh you know while they're very cool <laughs> video games they're you know clearly inspired by the matrix the and matrix yeah. john woo yeah. films and the punisher it's like they just took all these other ideas from like movies and comic books <laughs> and made the game out of it so I, I just don't know how the, how's that going to, uh, you know, is it, is it going to feel dated or, the, or are they going to be able to, since they're remaking it and they make it feel more modern. Mm. Also, Mark, do you remember the cutscenes were like comic book panels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which are just photos of what, yeah. Sam Lake, right? From Remedy. Yeah. Oh, was it? Sort of I didn't like, even yeah. know. <laughs> but how, how are they going to handle that in the remake? <laughs> I don't know. And they're just like photos of him from 1999 or 2000, right? Well, I, you know, yeah, I have to assume that they're just completely remaking it. So it'll have new cutscenes, and they'll, they'll pull the Sam Lake stuff out. Cause that's when they reboot, were younger, you know, <laughs> reboot. You know? <laughs> interesting. That's so, that's so funny. I, yeah. I didn't think we'd be getting a Max Payne one and two remake that, that caught me by surprise. And a lot of people apparently like crashed their website and stuff like that. Like, oh. uh, people were very excited for it. You think it's just going to be one game or mm. maybe two different games? I don't know. I mean, there is what's there is a Max Payne three, which is the only one that I played (laughs) actually. Um, So poor poor three just stays orphaned on the uh, what the three sixty, I guess. Yeah, it was that generation. That one was made by Rockstar with just some like input from Remedy, I believe. Then ended up being a little bit. Oh, I think Edgian gave it a nine. I I think you know fans are kind of split on whether or not uh, they like the game. I wonder I if like, never played that one. I where my head goes, <laughs> I feel like these remakes are usually made like there's a reason. Like they're either getting to know a new engine or they're planning on bringing the franchise. But like this, they don't just do it for no reason or out of the goodness of their <laughs> heart. So in my head, I'm really wondering about like the biz, like, like why? <laughs> like, right. like, like I, and I know people like the games, but like, is it really, is there that much clamoring attention? We're like, yes, they're going to sell millions of them. Like, I don't quite get. It must be gearing up to like bring bring the series back or something like that, right? Like that's usually why Maybe. this stuff happens. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but like Remedy's also cranking on Alan Wake Two. Yeah. yeah. And then I yeah. think, and then and then I think they said another game kind of set in the control universe, but I don't think it's Alan Wake Two. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. They could just have that plan, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's happening a lot, right? They're making, uh, they're remaking Kodor. They're remaking Dead Space. Dead like, Space. A yeah. lot of games in theory kind of just being remade yeah but again i think a lot of that is tilling the earth to like they obviously want to do corridor three right right like so i think it's stage setting for that you know it doesn't have to be that way but like that's not an uncommon reason to like bring make a game more accessible in 2022 in theory there's another piece of final fantasy 7 being remade (laughs) sometime in one day the nostalgia hits hard now it is uh you know we talk about reboots and remakes and um you know, there's just you could you could take it an infinite amount of time, especially if you know there's a fan base, which there clearly is, and it was long enough ago that I think people are, you know, like you said, excited to to come back to it in whatever capacity, right? So, mm-hmm. 
Are there any games? I guess a lot of games. Now I think about it, do some sort of bullet time uh, effect today. Even Horizon Forbidden West has that, right? With your, I forget what they call it. But you can yeah. you can oh, briefly right. slow focus. down time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's in Kirby. Yeah. Think Kirby too. Yeah, whenever he does a little dodge, he, there's like there's like it's almost it feels like a bayonetta. You go into you enter witch time whenever you dodge yeah. a shot perfectly. Oh, like a perfect dot. Oh, that's yeah. funny. It's in that new game, Weird West, as well. One of the first moves you get is if you're aiming and you push circle, they literally just like dive slowly, but you can shoot <laughs> at normal speed, so everything else slows down. Hmm. Interesting. And I guess um, super hot. It's kind of like built the whole game around a very similar mechanic. Naturally, yep. All right, that brings us to video game 20 questions. Uh, CJ, Sam's not here to psych you up. Chide or psych me. You I know, out, exactly. Maybe. Psych me out. <laughs> Mostly that. Our suggestion this week comes from Skylar from Boston. Mm. Let the questioning begin. What games do people from Boston like? That's why I was like, Boston. <laughs> Skylar. Yeah, exactly. mm. Just hints. Wait, Starting us off, CJ? Who's leading the way? Should I, should I do it? Should yeah, I, you. Should yeah. I, in uh, in honor of Sam, uh, <laughs> would this be? Uh, see, I struggle with the I struggle with the first one to go by year or by by generation. So I always like I always like going the years, but then there's like this there's like this ninety six cutoff point that seems to be like got to go below ninety six, then you get an idea of where uh, where it's at. So I mean, you could ask. We sometimes ask if it released on a cart or a, or. A, or, a, or yeah, an optical based <laughs> medium. That's a, that's the one that messed me up that time. Yeah, was this a was this a? No, I lost. Oh. I lost audio. Can you all still hear? I can yes. hear you. You not hear yeah. us? Oh, you can hear everyone. That was weird. You're, not, you're all you're all back now. Thank the you. The internet okay. pause just for a second. Okay, let's get let's get it started. Yeah. yeah, was this game ever released on a cartridge based system? Yes. Okay. All right. So it could be a Switch game or an Atari <laughs> game. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, eliminated a lot of optical media. It could be like three thousand. Did this game originally release on a sixteen bit console? No. Oh wow. Okay. We're narrowing it down. Did this game originally yep. release in the in the eighties? Yes. Okay. So we're likely in the eight bit realm. Yeah. Um I said Maybe. Switch or Atari. Now we know, right? Yeah. It's well, probably Atari so, or or early NES. Yeah, it's no, it's not early NES. The NES is totally in the right in the smack dab in the middle oh, of the eighties. Right. Yeah, NES, Sega, but it could be um, it could be Master System or Genesis. Um, How could we narrow this down? Uh, well, we yes. have two options. Well, I, uh, I, yeah, I think you go ahead. Uh, let's see. Um, so was this game released on NES? Yes. Okay, perfect. So now we're in the NES. This, this is 100% a CJ game. That's why Damon it's picked a, it. I'm it's picking a Mario it. Game. This, this is good. This is why I was invited. Um, <laughs> Maybe it's Maniac Mansion. <laughs> Do that be, whole, like, um, have we have we said the name of the game on the show? We've only said one NES game. <laughs> so, well, hold on. That's too early for that question. We're either narrowing it down one. perfectly or eliminating one yeah. game. <laughs> Uh, w- would this be would this be sort of um, a game in the uh, Nintendo uh, sort of character franchise? No, that's five. So we've eliminated like the Marios and you know yeah. Yoshi's and all the rest of that stuff. So uh, yeah, was, the the Smash. What would Bros. Sam roster? do? What would Sam do? I mean, uh, I, I was this li- game licensed game or something? Yeah, yeah. Was this game licensed? No. 
Was this game developed uh, in Japan? Yes. Ooh. Okay. I, I was initially going to ask if it's a sports game, but so I don't think it would be now that it's developed in Japan. Uh, so there wasn't that many, you know, there's like Konami and Square. Capcom, you know, yeah, Square. Yeah. Uh, I feel like next is we need to find out the, the genre here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe RPG. Uh, so, it's Mega Man yeah. 2. Could be yeah, Mega would, Man would, Yeah. Would this, would this game be an RPG? No. Okay. So we got platformer. Nope. And then, I mean, and every, well, everything else that's not an RPG. <laughs> exactly. Sports, <laughs> sports and platformer. I mean, um, but yeah, exactly. I, I understand the, plat- the RPG question on the development side from Japan. Um, how many questions are we at? That's you've asked eight questions. Oh, that we're doing so good. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're yeah, doing plenty. Good. We're doing plenty good. of. Uh, let's see. Was this game? Is the developer still around? Yes. Oh, it could be Capcom. Okay. Wait, it could well, be Capcom. Okay. Could be Konami. Well, I could, could it be. be? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. Um, now I'm sad. Do they not make games anymore? But they're yeah. still around, <laughs> <laughs> making the pachinko parlors. Do they just um, make NFTs now? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah. How do? Yeah. How do we? We got to narrow down like the the character. We're doing. Yeah, was this a, is this a Capcom game? No. That's uh, ten. Okay, I'll stop goofing yeah. around now. No, it's no. okay. We <laughs> had a few to burn, but the developer's still uh, around, and it's a Japanese developer that made an NES game that's still around today. That's not Nintendo or Capcom. Like I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Te- te- Tecmo, Square. Uh, yeah, I don't, but not an RPG. Oh. And I, yeah, I think not if Square RPG, games. Exactly. That wouldn't be. Back, so not back, against, yeah, definitely now I series. Now Although I lean could, more towards Konami. Could be Enix. Which was not a part of Square back in that era, right? Dragon, but they made no, but Dragon, it can't be a role playing game. Uh, RPG, yeah. Um, oh, hmm. Uh, hmm. But also released on cartridge. Wait, would that question even like count then? Because technically, even if it was like Final Fantasy One, Square Soft is not around anymore. <laughs> well, we, I, I think it counts. We've evolved. Yeah. Um, Could be Konami. I feel, I feel like we. I feel like we need to like, yeah, figure out or it could be fighting game. There was a couple or it could be like side scroll or beat em up. But I mean, a lot of those had like arcade. All those ones I'm thinking of had an arcade release. So, I mean, that might be another way to, to differentiate it's, it. Could, yeah. Um, did this game also release in arcades? No. No. Okay. Well, there goes most of the <clears> ones <throat> that I was thinking about. Um, hmm. I, there's not there's not that many developers that can be if they're no, st- right. if they're still around on NES in the eighties. Yeah, it's like Tecmo. I don't know if Damon still counts Konami as being around. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a question for they're, later. They're um, around, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, um, didn't they just release a collection of Castlevania games that would technically be developed by them, right? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Is this a is this a Konami game? No. Oh, we oh, wasted all man. There's no such thing as a wasted question. Each question is new information that's weaving a rich tapestry of mm-hmm. clues. Um yeah, what what if we ask if maybe something has it been re-released? Um, or like, is it, a, is it a series or franchise that it's carried forward? It's the only thing I can think of. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Is this, um, yeah. is this game series still active? No. 
Rip. No. Oh, so it's like a one-off or something. Oh, the, no. So the developer is around, but then no, they're, they're not making games in the same series. And they never really... I think it's... Some, um, I think it's Tech Mobile. Well, is this, a, is, is this a sports game? No. Okay. No. Okay. I didn't want to. I didn't want to ask the test technical question. So now, not a sports game. Main Japan is potentially like only a one-off. And did you say it was a license? Did we ask if it was a license? It's, it's not. Not a license. Not. License. So it can't be like any other ones. I'm thinking that are movie related or anything like that. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm searching the Nintendo. Um, <laughs> we needed Sam I, for this one. This I think I did. Well, but CJ's just, you know, is right there. I, mean, with I, them. I have a good repertoire for the library, but like everything I can think of, we ask questions to eliminate like franchise, series, developer, mm-hmm. sports, yeah. role play. So it's like it's not like Ninja Turtles or anything that's, you know. I feel I led us astray by not, um, by not going down the genre path. Cause it's like we can't, we don't even know, like, you know, is it like a platformer? Like we don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, you can ask. I mean, if, if the problem is if it is a platformer, it's like that doesn't change any of the games that I think because there's just so many in that. It's what like about a, like a what about like RC Pro Am or like a sport like a like a racing? Does that count as sports? Well, so that oh, the, exactly. Racing is normally in the sports category. Damon, is that uh, Spy Hunter caveat? Exactly. What 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 are you asking me? I mean, racing is typically kind of like in the sports category. Would is that? Does it still apply if we asked? Uh, I, it does not change my answer. Okay, so there. No, not RC Pro. I'm not any of those. What about uh, like a space? Think- what about like a space? The spaceship game. You got like uh, you got R type. Yeah, it's not yeah. a Konami game, so it's not Gradius. Yeah, or a fighting game. I mean, that's all I can think of. We could that that could help with genre. Asking if it's some sort of like a space game. Is, is this some sort of space game? No, that's fifteen. Great. Oh shoot! It's probably um, what about what's probably we was Star Tropics. My mother. Ooh. So we didn't actually you, like the question wasn't did Nintendo make this game? It was like does this feature a mm-hmm. ca- character in the Nintendo family? So it's like right. you know it could be like right. R- Wreck and Crew, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, actually, hang on. Does this does this um, does this game feature vehicle play? No, no. Okay, I was thinking like Blaster Master, any of those other games. So it's yeah. like can't be something like that. And so it's probably not. Yeah, no racing. Just eliminated that. What was um, EA doing back then? Oh, this is the Japanese. There's no. There's oh, no sports. that's right. That's right. Yeah, no sports. Activision was around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm worried about the Nintendo technicality. Right. Could be a Nintendo game. It, but just that that doesn't have the Nintendo family of like characters, of which there's actually but, many but was, back then. But it was released on Nintendo, so Right. Um Right. He's saying it could be developed by Nintendo. And because you asked the question like essentially like would this character be in a Smash Bros. game or something like that, right? Like is this yeah, a yeah. mascot game that doesn't necessarily eliminate that it could still just be a Nintendo game? So mm-hmm. hang on. Let, let's, let's do the hack. How many questions do we have, Damon? You have three questions and a guess left. Three questions and a guess. So let, let's do this. Uh, I'm, you, I was thinking along the lines of like Blaster Master. Na- just start naming some games right now. But that Rob, game. Rob the Robot? Yeah. Okay. The, the, yeah. And I already said Wreck and Crew. And there's um, yeah. uh, Duck Hunt. 
Yeah. Um, oh yeah, that'd be that'd be crazy. I love how you um, said that. <laughs> yeah. And then wait. So n- name a few more that we that we could be. Um, it's not licensed. It's not like it's just. There's so many games that it's not. I. Yeah. Should we ask just the Nintendo question? Because if it is, then I feel like we're almost there. But, but what game do you think it is? Because you're better off just saying the game. Well, it's like what Justin's saying. So it's or... like it could be Duck Hunt, right? Because like, would you consider the dog and a duck like part of the and it robbed the robot? Kinda, yeah, they were would in the Smash Bros. series. Yeah. They're part of the you Nintendo ask, family. You didn't ask that though, CJ. You asked yeah, the yeah, question I I that did. I don't exactly I I know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> now hey, that we're in the nitty gritty. <laughs> name a few more games so you can use the hack. Uh, um, well, it wouldn't be sports. I was going to say like, you know, nope. stadium events. <laughs> or, um, track and field. No, it's uh, not punch, punch out. Punch That's out a sport. Game. Well, I mean, yes, yeah. boxing is obviously yeah, boxing. a sport, but like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't classify like OG Mike Tyson or Mr. Dream as like, you know, it's, but it's a sport. It's absolutely a sport. I don't know. I guess I'm having a little, I'm, I'm, I'm having a little bit of a crisis here where like boxing is absolutely a sport and punch out is a boxing game. I don't consider punch out a sports game. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's got like a different, um, different vibe. I, I, I think it's time to use the hack. Yeah. What's, uh, okay, what's hang on. Let, let, have let, we, let me have say, go ahead. Narc. Okay, wait. Narc. <laughs> uh, Smash TV. Uh, what were some other ones that are? <laughs> no, we're good. Now, oh, Robotron. Now. Robotron. Yeah, Robotron. Um, now. Uh, oh, Battle so Toads. have have we Battle said Toads. the name of the game? Basically. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Right. Yeah. About so have we <laughs> have we said the name of the game? No. <laughs> oh, I should We're have done. said I should have said fifty more games before we asked. Exactly. That's what I mean. Oh I mean. no. We're, We're down to two. We're down We're to two and a guess, right? We're two questions and a guess. We're in danger. Who asked this question again from Boston? Ooh. Ooh. Skyler from Boston. Skyler. 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 You're hurting us. Yeah, I, I honestly have like I don't even have an inkling of what it could be based on Did- all of these uh the things we've eliminated. Did Nintendo make this game? No. Who made it? <laughs> <laughs> Who made this game? We got one question. <laughs> Who's one question and a guess. Who's left? It's not Nintendo, Konami, Capcom. Well, I don't know. Tecmo. I, we didn't ask Tecmo explicitly. We just asked about sports. But what would you guess if it was Tecmo? I, don't I have a guess. I don't have a guess. Either. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like um, I, was, I was trying to eliminate what would we guess, even if we knew that, and I don't have anything else. I'm also tripped up by the developer being around, but not the game series. I don't know yes. what to do with that. This is That's like what I'm trying to think of. Like, what Japanese developed games? Because then there was like weird, like I'm, I, but then also it being role playing games. Like there's like Falcom, you know, made all kinds of NES RPGs, but like you know, it's we know it's not an RPG, so it can't be like no, it's not like a, shooter, a ship. Yeah, yeah. So it's not any of the space shooters. This is gonna kill me. It's gonna kill me that because I feel like I probably will know it. What about like did anybody else oh. other than Nintendo make uh, blaster games? Make any of the games for the gun? <clears throat> What about like, oh, it could be Namco. So it could be like, it could be like point, oh. bl- point blank. Like, you know, Pac-Man, like, you know, something oh, else. Yeah. So a- ask if it, yeah, was this oh, game developed could by Namco? Be like, yeah, like Pac-Man. Yep, might as well just. Is it a Namco game? No. Oh, we're afraid <sighs> not. Okay. I give up. Oh, I give up. Any <laughs> guess? Um, 
Is it? I could, I, I could reveal if we are not going to get. Uh, yeah, I'm out. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, do, what, what's yeah? What's a guess on anything based on everything we've just asked? It's got to be a one-off. It can't be a series. It's not a licensed game. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily have to be a one-off. I, it just means it's a series that's no longer yeah. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked this game for a couple of reasons because CJ is here. I thought he could probably oh, get there. This uh, This hurts me. Uh, it, can't, it can't be Bionic Commando. That would be the only guess that I can. But the yeah. developer of this game is still around and just released a game, a high-profile game recently. What? A high-profile game? Because I keep thinking, like, like, Ninja so like and what about like, wait, hold on, what about be. what about like Armored Core or like you know how long? Like, is it FromSoft? But FromSoftware wasn't their first game, King's Quest. With, like, yeah. do they go? Do they go back to NES? I think so. I even know I I worked on a feature about the history of FromSoft several years ago, and now I can't remember. I feel like I'm going to be a fan of this. Game. I, it's, it's not King's Quest. It's Damon's... King's King's Field. Um, <laughs> right, but King's Field is like a PS1 game. I can't think of right. anything they did before that. Oh, hang on. Was the game released within the last like? Oh, we don't have any more questions. Of questions? Okay, yeah. let me just. Uh, Maybe I think Trade West. I can't remember um, if it is from. No. I I don't. I wouldn't know what the game is. Yeah, Double Dragon. Okay. That's what. That's the only other thing. So okay, it's not Double Dragon. I'm afraid. Okay. No, the developer of this game is Hal Laboratory. Ah, uh, just released Kirby and the Forgotten uh. Land, and in 1989 they released Adventures of Lolo for the NES, which would go on to have two sequels. Cute little puzzle game. Wait, what is Adventures of you? Adventures of Lolo. Oh, okay. oh, Lolo. Yes. So, you know, so that was the only thing that I was going to eliminate. I was thinking Bomberman and Lolo because like what I mean, what do you classify these games? Really? <laughs> puzzle, I, they're, like, they're puzzle, puzzle games, games. puzzle Absolute games, puzzle, puzzle games. games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, that that was a, that would have been a hard one to get to. Bomberman was the only other game that I was potentially thinking. Um, well, but yeah, I, in, your, in your genre coverage, you, you missed out. You missed over. You skipped over the puzzle genre, the puzzle genre. Yep. Yeah. It would have maybe the last, maybe the last genre that more, we didn't but, say. Does yeah. Yeah. N- does Nintendo not own how? I don't know. Maybe they outright own them today. I'm not entirely mm. sure. Um, actually, I have their Wikipedia page. Uh, is a Japanese video game developer? Well, it, it's independent but closely tied with Nintendo throughout its mm-hmm. history. Often referred to as a second party developer for Nintendo. Interesting. Because okay. I mean, there were a number of Lolo games actually that there three of them release, right? I mean, Adventures three. of Lolo one and Lolo. two. I, I do remember <laughs> playing them. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, that is definitely that was not one that even if we had a guest puzzle games, not at the top of mind, even yeah, for would, even I, for knowing it was Tendo. I would yeah. have known it. It's it, <laughs> that's the time when uh, uh Satoru Iwata was at HAL <laughs> and then they worked <laughs> so closely with Nintendo and then he would go on to become CEO of Nintendo. Yeah, nice. I, I remember the box art of those games. Yeah, uh, I think they probably would have been like in the late '80s, right? Early '90s. First one was '89, and then it went over yep. into the early '90s. Yeah, yeah, it was right and around the Mario Two, Mario Three uh, launch release because I, I think that yeah, there was even Nintendo Powers that featured it, where I remember mm-hmm. uh, reading and uh, and seeing it. So, Adventures ah, of Lolo. Next Sorry, time, Sam. CJ. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe for your uh, next appearance on Game Sweep six months from now. 
There you See go. You get the holiday edition. <laughs> uh, but thank you for the suggestion. Skylar from Boston. Viewers and listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. CJ, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thanks again. Until, until next time, thanks for joining us, Mark. Thank yeah. you, Justin. Thank you to Alan working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. 
and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.